It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, Washington Wizards fans? It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And we got my guy, John Heiser, back on today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. That is good. Today, we're going to go over the Eastern Conference. Just compare the Wizards. Where do they rank and where do they stack up on the Eastern Conference? Just looking at the moves that other teams have made and the transactions. We're just going to go over each team. We're going to start with the Miami Heat who were the first seed last year, which is going to go in order of the standings from last season. Just talk about what, what other teams did and then compare the Wizards roster to that roster. Uh, let's start off with the Miami Heat. So they didn't do much this offseason. It looks like they drafted Nikola Jovic, who looked like a guy that would definitely fit the Washington Wizards culture. Um, as the Wizards did win the international <laughs> strategy, the, the Wizards yeah. did win the international strategy award. This past season, that's um, right. I know Ted and Tommy were happy about that. They added uh, Marcus Garrett, who's a rookie. Darius Days is another rookie as well. Um, free agents. They brought guys back. Markeith Morris. I want to say they brought back PJ Tucker. Was a guy that they lost. Udonis Haslam is still a free agent, but he's you know he's basically a player coach. Victor Oladipo yeah. is their big uh, signing that they brought back, uh, and they brought uh, back um, Gabe Vincent, Omar Yurtsevin. Bam at a bio. They gave him an extension. Of course, Jimmy Butler's coming back. Uh, Caleb Martin was a restricted free agent. They brought him back as well. Who's, who's a really good player. He's a solid 3 and D wing, which I thought the Wizards definitely could have targeted in a free agency as well. Tyler Hero coming back. Kyle Lowry. Duncan Robinson, who's on the trade block reportedly, but they're bringing him back as of right now. Um, and they are reportedly interested in acquiring Jay Crowder in some way, but we'll see if that happens. But they still have a good roster. What did you think about the Miami Heat's offseason? You know, I, I found that it was like an echo because you hear the Heat all the time, and then what they actually wound up doing was a subtraction. You because the Heat are in, they're in, in on Durant, they're in on Donovan Mitchell. There, if someone's free, they're interested. As long as you're taking back Kyle Lowry or Mitchell Robinson, maybe Tyler Hero. I think the Heat are kind of in a sneaky spot for coming back down to earth a little bit uh, because they lost PG to PJ Tucker. Um, that's, that's, it's, that's huge um, overall. So they, because of the way he fit in and now you've got that, that weird space in between, which is all of those guys outside of Jimmy Butler, essentially um, are their heads are on a swivel because they know they could be going somewhere um, as much as they will give interviews and say that, you know, that's such is life, you know, you only can take care of your own. You can only do what you do, all those things. They've been thrown back into this position where they, they, they've taken a step back 
um, even if you and and you still have to get all of those same like really good performances out of Gabe Vincent, out of Max Struess, um, mm-hmm. out of Caleb Martin. That is true. But but it's still Pat Riley uh, trying playing the star game, so he's still star hunting and and that roster and and hero. I mean, hero's the one saying you know he took the most shots on the team and took the most shots per game on the team, even as a six man win six man. And then Pat Riley, and then says he wants to start. And Pat Riley was like, "Well, come in and do it then." Right? So it's like he's not even like it's not like Pat Riley is like, "No, he's the starter. He's out there. He's he's one of our guys." Even if that helps him do go star hunting, like he's not going there. So it's it's an incredible um, time for chemistry for the Heat, uh, and maybe it's no big deal because this is just how they do things, and everyone's aware of it, and you're going to get taken care of in the long run as as Mickey Aronson likes to do and, but maybe it is. So they're, they're a candidate besides only the subtraction of Harrison for me to take a step back um, in the Eastern conference next year. Right. And I know heat culture is, is very, is valued very high. You know, they have arguably the best culture in the NBA right now. I know how they check on their body fat percentage and different things like that in games, um, you know, jumping ability and athleticism. Uh, but yeah, losing PJ Tucker is a big loss. And you brought up Tyler Hero and, and Pat Riley and that that ending presser talked about Kyle Lowry being out of shape, that he needs to lose weight. Tyler Hero's got to earn it. Duncan Robinson fell out fell out of the lineup in the playoffs. Victor Oladipo played a lot more than Duncan Robinson. So where is he going to fit in? Is he going to collect DMPs during the regular season as well when they just paid him basically a Bertans type of contract, a little bit more than Bertans? Um, so yeah, they definitely could requ- regress. Markeith Morris, he barely he barely even played after the the Jokic uh, hit in the back. So yeah, um, yeah, his neck, and, yeah, right, his neck, former wizard. And, and as you say, you know, is Gabe Vincent going to have an all world performance again? Are their role players going to play out of this world like they did? Omer year seven, who went to Georgetown? Is he going to post double doubles again? Are those guys those those role players? Are they going to play out of their minds again? So I could I could see a regression too. I think losing PJ Tucker is huge for the culture in the locker room. Jimmy Butler, are they going to have to ride his back um, every game like they did last year at times? And Bam Adebayo is a great player. Um, he was up and down in the conference finals. Um, but, yeah, I could, I could see them regressing to maybe like the fifth. They're still, of course, a playoff team, um, just having Jimmy and Bam and the talent that they have. Max Struess as well. He's a guy that played right way above expectations. Um, Jokic most likely won't get much playing time, but – um, Eric Spolster is a great coach, so I, I could see them regressing maybe to the fourth seed or something like that. I, I could see that happening, but they're still going to be, I would say, at least a top five team. I mean, we talked about it last year. Is Jimmy Butler? They will. He will put a roster on his back, and he will carry them. He did it again. It was one of the few predictions that you can count on every year. And then they're probably counting on Oladipo to, given his playoff performance, to come back and kind of give them that ability if they are going to be better, if they are going to be one, two, three on over the season. Cause you're right. You, you count on Spolstra and the job he's going to do. You count on Jimmy Butler. If you get a mid star return for Oladipo and things are interesting, but ultimately I think we're both sitting here waiting for the other shoe to drop, whether it's a Durant shoe or whether it's a Donovan Mitchell shoe or, or whoever it might be, because that's, that's Pat Riley. Right. All right. So we're going to quickly get through the other teams here. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor is one that I love. It's deliciously chewy 
and marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy, fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Build.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All Build Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Delicious coconut-rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Mar- marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Build.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to Build.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. LOCKED is in all caps. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the next team, I'll just quickly ask you, do you think the Wizards are better or can they leap? Frog this team somehow in the standings. The I mean, a lot of these are going to be pretty obvious answers, but the yeah. the Boston Celtics, <laughs> looking at their offseason, they brought in Malcolm Brogdon. They drafted J.D. Davison out of Alabama, who was drafted right before the Wizards pick, which is just painful, which happens every single sure. year. I feel like there's always a player that's picked right before the Wizards pick. This is in the second round where they picked up Yannick Zosa, who's going to be a draft and stash, which I'm not the biggest fan of, to be honest. Um, they brought in Danilo Gallinari, which I think is a good pickup as well. Um, they are one of the teams interested in Kevin Durant as well. They lost Daniel Tice. They lost Nick Stauskas, uh, Michigan legend Jawan Morgan, Morgan, Aaron Neesmith, who was a I want to say there was he was their first round pick a couple of years ago, um, and they just basically kept the majority of the guys. Of course, Jalen Brown Brown is in trade um, considerations for or rumors for Kevin Durant. Um, is there any way you think the Wizards can leapfrog the Boston Celtics? And how did you think about their also? Imagine that imagine that you're the Wizards and you're you're talking about Brogdon for a while. And he's he was clearly, you know, Brogdon and, and Brogdon has given an interview saying he thought he was going to end up in Washington. Right. Until until the news kind of filtered out that they're not going to involve the 10th pick. And then if they're not involving the 10th pick, then Brogdon's off. Which smart on everyone's Smart of them to ask, smart of the Wizards to not give up the 10th pick when you owe, and then to owe Malcolm Brogdon $67, 69000000 million over the next three years. And he's playing less games than Porzingis was, right? So, but for Boston, you come off of finals and then you can add a Malcolm Brogdon for Tice, a pick, Neesmith, who's a, he was picked in Rui's year, uh, may have been like 13th, but Neesmith has like come around. A little bit. He seemed to have like the switch went off for him that he's that he is six seven and long and athletic and can shoot because whenever those guys come into the league, they're like, I gotta shoot, I gotta shoot, I gotta shoot. But he never gets any time, so it took him a while. And then suddenly, like he's like, oh wait, they they kind of. Um, so it's a negative, but nothing that they can't replace. Uh, so I thought Boston actually took a step forward, adding between Brogdon and Gallinari. And you can see a team that's really worried about their top eight or nine, and we'll figure it out on the back end because they still have, but they still have Peyton Pritchard to come off. You know, I thought, if anything, I thought Boston got better because Brogdon is a is a higher level than Derek White 
right? So it's like, imagine all those finals, except instead of Derek White, you've got Malcolm Brogdon, who's, who's a different level as a scorer. My goodness, that's a that's a nice setup for Emi Udoka and the Celtics. Right. Yeah, they have a deep roster, man. I mean, even even their guys like Grant, even, even their role players like Grant Williams just fits in so well. He's an enforcer, which is what the Wizards could, they could just use a mean guy and enforcer, somebody who's not scared to get a technical foul and just bully guys sometimes. Uh, and just he set bullies up Grant Williams bullies his own coach. You saw the playoffs; <laughs> they had the mic'd up, and he's right. yelling at Emi Udoka, "Move on." Move on. Emmy Doka's like, I'm not done yelling at you yet. He's like, Move on. I couldn't, I loved it. Sorry, I had to bring it up because right. I just, you're right. He's a bully. <laughs> yeah. And the Wizards, they don't have a lot of that. Robert Williams um, is a good starter or even a backup big for them. Al Horford is just the, the constant veteran who stepped up huge in the Buck Celtics for them and in the NBA Finals. Um, and of course, you got your your number one and your number two option, and Jalen and J- uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart stepped up; he was huge for them. And they were in a spot like us last year, where it was a first year head coach, Emma Udoka. Guys were complaining about Marcus Smart said that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum didn't pass the ball enough, so they were in that same situation. But things clicked. I think they consolidated a little bit. Um, I, wanted, I don't know if they made it. I can't remember if they made any trades, but I know the Wizards added guys like Rui came in, Thomas Bryant came in. More guys, just too many guys. And then with the Celtics, I felt they they figured out their roles. They consolidated. They figured out who was going to, you know, take shots, who was going to be their facilitator. Marcus Smart had to play point guard. But now Brogdon's going to be their point guard. So they found a point guard. They got Gallinari, who's going to come off the bench. The Wizards could certainly use a guy like Gallinari. Um, and he's going to be coming off the bench for the Celtics. So the Celtics are still a better team than the Wizards right now. I think they're going to have a couple competitive games. The Wizards did win two games against the Celtics last year. They won that game in the beginning where it was overtime. They just went back and forth, back and forth. Then they beat the Celtics again in another game that was really, really close as well. So, um, yeah, I just have the Celtics ahead of the Wizards right now. For sure. Yeah. All right, next up, the third team on the list is the Milwaukee Bucks. Um I'm not even going to ask the question to ask if they are better <laughs> than the Milwaukee Bucks. If I had to bet, I I, I still think the Bucks are the best team in the Eastern Conference. I, I really do. Um, but I'm going to read off the roster moves that they made here. Um, they drafted Mar- Marjon Bochamp, Bochamp. Sorry if I mispronounced his name. I know he played for the G League United. He had a really good summer league as well. He had a couple of good games. Um, Joe Ingles from Portland. Yeah. Uh, AJ Green. Not too familiar of him. Of course, he has the same name as a um, football player, but he, you know, he's a rookie. <laughs> um, they got uh, Guy Santos, who was drafted right before um, Yannick Zosa as well, who actually had a really good summer league as well. Hugo Basson, they had two second round picks. I liked him. He was a point guard for. Um, he played in the same league overseas as um, the guy who the Thunder drafted, Usman Jane. Um, mm-hmm. They got Jordan Noara. He's a free agent. Um, and they just brought guys back, really. I mean, Grayson Allen, of course, Giannis, his little brother, Javon Carter, who's a pesty uh, point guard, Pat Connaughton, George Hill, Drew Holiday, obviously, Serge Ibaka, Brooke Lopez, Wesley Matthews, Chris Middleton. They brought back Barty, Bobby Porter. So that was the free agent re-signing former Wizard, who who's a really good player. I think the Wizards could use somebody like a Bobby Porter off the bench as well. But um, what were your thoughts on their offseason? I, I completely agree that they were – they were the best team in the East. Uh, if Chris Middleton plays, yeah, yeah, he plays. They win. Uh, he, Chris Middleton, has elevated him to his game. 
Uh, we talked a little bit before about Porzingis and getting his shots off. I mean, Chris Middleton is in the DeRozan kind of frame of being the, the fall away, you know, his percentage on just fall away, seemingly impossible shots as a six, seven ish uh, right. wing is just incredible. Uh, and so he's up there. So if he's healthy and I don't think he is right now, I think he's going to go into the season a little bit. Um, really like what they did. I'm a fan of, of Bochamp, you know, low expectations as a rookie, but it puts someone back into their, uh, into their development team to, to mess with there and to, to work with. They brought back Connaughton, which I think surprised a lot of people that, you know, they gave him 28 million over three years. You said Grayson Allen's still got two years left. Uh, the Joe Ingles move for essentially, I think it was taxpayer mid-level six and a half million. Ingles tore his ACL towards the end of last season. He's not going to be uh, ready to, to begin the season, but all of a sudden you see a guy who maybe starts gets, getting mixed in mid-year. Again, doesn't have to have a very high usage. He can be a mix of shooting and kind of his point forward-ish kind of creativity. I think that could be really helpful in small snippets. You're not going to throw him out there for 30 minutes in a playoff game. But the ability to have someone like that come off the bench for you, again, it's it's it could be it could be genius, or he, maybe he just doesn't come back and he's a liability defensively. Um, but I just really that that kind of jumped off the page is like Milwaukee investing, um, agreeing to you know going up in terms of the the luxury tax payments and all that for a player that you can't get on a regular basis. You, they're just not readily available. Just the basketball right. IQ shooting and passing that goes that goes along with it. Otherwise, Serge Ibaka is back. I mean, I think it's a it's a reload situation for what was the best roster. And it feels like it still is. You're just starting to creep up on those on on Drew Holiday is 32. And Brooke Lopez is 34. Uh, Ingles 35. George Hill is still on the roster at 36. Ibaka is 33. Wesley Matthews is 36. So that's when you start to start to worry about that group of veterans and why it was so important that Portis, Connaughton, who just turned 30, Grayson Allen, to to keep that mid-tier together as well. And then you hope Middleton comes back and you're like, all right, as, as long as Middleton and, and Giannis and, and Drew are out there, we should be in the in the finals. Right, yeah. Um I I hundred percent agree with you. If Chris Middleton would have played, I think they would have made the finals. To be honest, um, Joe Ingles, man, I I just it was kind of like a who he played for moment with the TNT guys when they look at the guys who who, who where they signed over the all season and sometimes you don't even know. I I didn't know Joe Ingles signed a deal with the Milwaukee Bucks six and a half million dollars. What a steal! I mean, I know like you said he came off the ACL injury, so he who knows when he's going to be back? Is he going to be back for the start of the season? Um, I haven't heard, but. Yeah, that's a good deal. That's a darn good deal. He's a, like you said, he's a connector. He's a guy that can shoot the three. He's a three and D guy. Um, he's going to fit next to Giannis. I mean, of course, Giannis is your point center or point forward. He's going to find open shooters, Grayson Allen, um, Connaughton, guys like that. So uh, that's a good pickup. So obviously the Bucks are just better and they're championship contenders. So we'll quickly move on to the Sixers. Um, the Sixers finished fourth. Um, do you think there's any possibility the Wizards could leapfrog the Sixers in the standings? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't, not if everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the Sixers were the one they, you know, we we knocked the Heat for losing PJ Tucker. Let's credit the Sixers for picking up right. PJ Tucker. Um, although they lose, uh, they also uh, DeAnthony Melton is going to help them in the backcourt yeah, defensively because uh, they have to compensate for losing Danny Green to a Tar Heel to a tough uh, knee injury there. So that's, I mean, Danny Green is is was one of. Uh, Doc's guys and kind of that guy who can just show up and he gives you really good chances to win in the playoffs because of all the different things that he can do. Uh, so and and we can't leave out uh, Daniel House either as a as a get right. So the Houston that Houston trio of Harden Tucker and House is back together um, right. with with Philly and then you think Maxi has a good year. Um, I've always been a Corkmaz is a nice player off the bench um, candidate. So I don't see them getting to that because Joel Embiid is is MVP caliber as it is. So you're starting at that point. So I would have Milwaukee, Boston, Philly right now. So yeah, that kind of settles into what you mentioned as well. It's mm-hmm. kind of like Miami and Toronto in that next tier. Right. As you brought up health, I think that's a big thing too. Joel Embiid. I never wish an injury on anybody, but he has been injury prone. James Harden. You don't know how he's gonna is he gonna come in in shape. In, in the um to start the season off or throughout the season is going to be in shape didn't look good last year in the playoffs and he's still a top he's still an all-star in this league he's still an incredible player there's things that he can do that other just some guys can't do as far as scoring one-on-one iso- isolation ability um tobias harris is a good player but like you said them them bringing in pj tucker is a is a big get daniel house the former wizard he's a good solid role player off the bench can just knock down threes the anthony melton is a really really sneaky good pickup in a trade that they made. That's a good backup point guard for them. And he played really well for the Grizzlies. You see how they did well without Jamal Morant for the Grizzlies. And the Anthony Melton was a big reason for that. Um, they drafted Julian Champagne. They still got Thibault, who they're, they're shopping, as they were reported. They called every team sure. in the NBA yeah. trying to trade Thibault. But he's still a good defender. I mean, he he would be a top three defender on the Wizards. He might might be the best defender between him and Denny. He probably would be the best defender on the Washington Wizards if he came to the Wizards. So um, even their role players, Shake Milton, George's, Gorgeous Niang, um, they they have a good roster. It just comes down to Doc Rivers. How can Joel Embiid and, and – right, it comes down to Doc Rivers. How can Joel Embiid and James Harden mesh? Are you going to get it? Are you going to get a James Harden who's, who's not really – who's not – Playing well in the playoffs, he's trying to dribble against four guys. He's turning the ball over. Um, who, 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 who are you going to get? What kind of team are you going to get from the Sixers? That's what I have from them. So I do see there yeah. there could be a sneaky possibility for them to drop off maybe to a six seed if if they play the way they did in the in the playoffs because they all whatever good team they have they always find a way to lose in the second round. Well, and that was such a rough break too because. I, I'm not a I'm not a Sixers fan, but I grew up watching the Sixers on Prism. Uh, my grandma was actually the the original basketball talent in our family, and she loved watch listening to because back in the day radio, right, um, or watching the Sixers. 
So I have an affinity for them. And so it really does, it still hurts a little to see, you know, Embiid take an elbow in a 25 point game. And that's what's, you know, that's a huge part of him not being right. available in the future. So as we talk about, as we giggle and chuckle about the, the Doc Rivers part of it, um, I think they did get better. The, the Melton piece and having kind of that Maxi Melton duo that can, that can both play with James Harden, I think is going to be huge uh, because then you can have, you can surround um, and, and the defense because they had, they had to pick up the defense because MB can only do so much with what they ask him to do. Um, but I think, I think they're actually going to, they're going to be a really good, really good team this year. Yeah. I think, be, I think they're going to be a good team as well. Now they did lose a backup center. Um, I mean, DeAndre or Jordan is just, he's very, you know, he's at the latter part of his career losing Andre Drummond. I thought he would be a good backup center for Joel and B Danny green. They lost a three and D guy. And just from the trade, they lost Seth Curry. I, th- I still think them trading away Seth Curry is a big loss for them. We saw what Seth Curry did to the wizards in the playoff series. Um, so I just think he was a, a, a solid, a pretty, a pretty important loss for them, but they gained guys as DeAnthony Milton and Tyrese Maxey's getting better. So, but moving on to the team who finished fifth in the Eastern Conference, the Toronto Raptors. Looking at the moves that they made, they did make a lot of moves really this offseason. They drafted, uh, unsigned draft pick was Christian Coloco in the second round. They brought in Otto Porter, former Wizard. Uh, Ron Harper Jr., they drafted him. They drafted Jeff Doughton. DJ Wilson is on the roster. Um, David Johnson is a restricted free agent. Um, they mainly just kept guys. Uh, Precious Achua is on the roster. Of course, OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Kim Birch, Chris Boucher, Malachi Flynn, Savi, Mahaluk, Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, Thaddeus Young, uh, Delano Banton, Armani Brooks, who was a really good shooter, um, Justin Champagne, and they're reportedly interested in Miles Turner. We'll see if that, that, if that happens. They lost Isak Bunga, who was on the roster last year, former Wizard. And uh, Yuta Wantanabe is also a free agent as well. So um, do you think there's a possibility of Wizards could leap? Yep. Do you think there's a Wizards possibility of leapfrogging the Toronto Raptors? You know, this is interesting because I think Toronto, along with the Wizards, are the team that's counting on internal improvement. Um, The difference being that Toronto has regularly seen improvement from their developmental program. but they they definitely have to be counting on OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes to do a lot more. I think the difference is that they've got a Pascal Siakam who had a good bounce back year for him as a as a piece to potentially include in another deal. Getting Otto, who can still shoot it like nobody's business for what is essentially the taxpayers six and a half million, six point four maybe. That's what that's the other thing that they that they needed. And it's the difference between what they believe in, which is you can teach someone to shoot, and they have, and they've been able to get guys to raise their percentages to league average and even above. And then the difference between that and getting a guy who's already above league average to all of a sudden throw out Kerry Trent Jr. and Otto into lineups where they're both potentially over 40% shooting, because uh, then you've got Van Vliet out there too. They can put out a lot of different lineups. We talked about the finesse teams. They are not a finesse team. Uh, Scotty Barnes looks like a small forward version of Giannis right now, at least when he plays finesse teams uh, like the Wizards. Uh, 
<laughs> so I can see, I can also see how they may have some, some a uh, struggle really separating themselves because they're going to play good basketball. They're going to try a million different things. Um, they do have a little bit of a roster crunch when it comes to OG wanting more. Um, it's it's hard to tell in NBA media whether that's a thing uh, with a capital T or it was a thing with a lowercase T and OG and Anobi is completely fine and can't wait to go about his and continue going about his business as a Raptor. Uh, so we don't know. And of course, like you said, they're in on the Durant deal, uh, but it sounds like they're not interested in, in giving up Scotty Barnes, which let's just for the sake of it and for all the Wizards fans and because we haven't talked to KD, KD is 34 um, post Achilles. You know, there's there's reasons to be, uh, you know, not all in chips wise there. Uh, but I think Toronto, who they are matches up with who they have. And that's why I don't see a drop off. Um, if I'm looking at a drop, and I can see Miami dropping more than a Toronto can that would, without any other changes, um, because this is a team that's very comfortable in, in who they are and how they do things. Right. Yeah. And chemistry matters too. I think they really have a good chemistry. I think they have a good culture as well. Masai Ujiri, uh, Nick Nurse. They know what they want. Like you said, they know what they want. They know what they're looking for. They have a prototype. Long. Guys with um, guys with long wingspans, Pascal, Scotty, um, Precious. Um, that's what that's just what they're looking. Athleticism. The Wizards lack athleticism as well. It looks like the Wizards don't really look to draft a lot of athleticism. It looks like the Raptors are looking for that. And obviously, Scotty Barnes, Pascal, uh, Gary Trent Jr. trading for him. He's a guy that's that's super um, shifty as well. Fred Van Vliet is a guy that's just a Wizards killer. Um, so I think they'll probably stay around the same. They're they're just they're not really, in my opinion, they're not better than the Sixers and Milwaukee or Boston either. Like you said, I think the the Heat could drop off a little bit. The Nets, you just don't know what in the world's going to happen with Kevin Durant and Kyrie. Most likely they do stay, but um, the the Raptors are a good team. They're a solid team. They're just not a championship contender, but they do have some. Scotty Barnes can make a leap and get better. They do have young talent yeah. though. I think they've drafted really really well. Um, bringing in Scotty Barnes, and, and they've developed. They've been able to develop guys who are later picks. Pascal, even Chris Boucher has played better than expectations. Uh, they've done a really good job of that and making swings and, and just trying to make the team better. So I don't see them leapfrogging the Raptors. I think they can compete with the Raptors for sure. And that if they do, all goes well. Maybe like a four-five first-round matchup. I think that would be the best case scenario for the Wizards. Yeah. And 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 and, we're, and we could also be in a situation where Scotty Barnes comes out, starts hitting uh, one and two dribble pull yeah, up, and and we're all kind of done, right? Like yeah. that's that's just because that's what you you saw him do a couple of those, mm-hmm. um, and he missed he missed plenty, and so you weren't quite there yet where you started thinking, oh no, these are going in. Like we talked about, like Marcus Smart kind of got to that point when the ball was swinging around. You're like, oh, there's a different level of confidence now. When that ball swings around and Marcus Smart's taking that shot, Scotty Barnes not quite there. But then you see him make a few, and you're like, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> like if he's doing that, and they've right. got reinforcements where they can play, they could play five forwards at a time if they really want to. With Thad Young coming back, you mentioned Boucher, Siakam, Otto. You know they yeah, can, and and they and they're the team that would do it. They're the team that are like Scotty, you're the point guard now. And we'll figure it out. And and Nick Nurse will be like, yeah, no one, no one wants to compete with this, right? Definitely. A lot. Of, they have a lot of switchable guys on defense as well. 
Um, but we'll wrap up with the um, Atlanta Hawks. The Brooklyn Nets were the seventh seed, but we just don't know how the roster is going to be constructed come September, October when the season starts. Um, and then another episode will go over the playing teams like Cleveland, Charlotte, New York, Indiana, Detroit. Well, Indiana, Detroit, and Orlando are the lottery teams. They they might be in the um, Victor Winyanyaba sweepstakes. Mm. Um, but we'll talk about Atlanta. They finished eighth. And obviously they brought in DeJounte Murray, which a lot of Wizards fans wanted them to be aggressive and go after him, which I don't blame them for that. Um, they brought they drafted A.J. Griffin out of Duke, who I really liked, who was drafted a couple picks after Johnny Davis. I still like Johnny Davis, but um, they brought in Mo Harkless. They traded away Kevin Herter for Mo Harkless and uh, Justin Holiday from Sacramento. They signed Aaron Holiday, former Wizard, um, who could be a solid backup point guard. Um, Frank Kaminsky, they brought him in, who went to Wisconsin, Big Ten Player of the Year as well. Um, and they lost uh, Gorgie Jang. They lost Gallinari, Kevin Herter, obviously. They traded Kevin Knox, who was traded to uh, Detroit. Um, DeLon Wright, who went to us, they lost him. Skylar Mays, Timothy Lu- – I'm sorry, I'm pr- pronouncing his last name. Timothy uh, Lu- Luawa. And uh, yep. Lou Williams is still a free agent. He's still out there if anybody wants to bring him in. Um, John Collins is on the trade block. The Wizards were reportedly interested in bringing in John Collins, which I think would be – if you have to give up clues to bring in John Collins, I personally would not do it. I think it's a lateral move. They still got Boyan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter, Jalen Johnson, Onyeke Okungwu, of course, Trey Young, Chandi Brown, and Sharif Cooper. I think they had to address the backcourt. They had to. If if the, the Nuggets we had talked about before had to bring in another 3 and D – player and and that primary wing that can play some of the wings that say Aaron Gordon, you had to do the same thing in Atlanta because Bogdanovich, you're not putting him on anyone. Um, it's the young guy out of Virginia, Deandre Hunter looks like he's, they're trying to keep him trying to figure out the right number for him. Uh, he can, he can certainly defend, but you in the backcourt, they're just, there was turnstile as you would say. So they had to do it. They spent big to get it, and maybe it's just the right time because the price might have gone up had they waited for the, a gold bear trade or, or something like that. If you know the, the price wasn't going down, it doesn't feel like. Um, at the same time, like you said, how does the roster come together when John Collins has been on the market this whole time? Um, I think they kind of filled in uh, just just the, the bare minimums with the Harkless and. Uh, Aaron Holiday, I think they and Justin or and Justin Holiday. That's right. They brought the bro- the brothers back together. Right, um, yeah. I had I didn't even realize at first. They're looking. They're hoping Jalen Johnson shows something. Uh, who was their first round pick last year? I just don't get a. I'm, I don't want to say they're going to take a step back. I just don't know what exactly they're trying to do besides just get a little better because they got like Clint Capella is, is legit and he's just going to give it to you all the time, right? So you've got him, you've got Okongwu, who they refuse to include in any of these deals um, as they reach out and check in on all the stars around. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Onyeka and Kongwu as well. He was my my dream wizard in that draft. Uh, but right. when you st- when when you go in and like, okay, we're in the playoffs, who's the closing five? You know, Trey Young, and I, I thought teams really targeted him poorly in not this past year and the year before in the playoffs when they made their run. And maybe some teams figured that out this time around. 
targeted him more. Okay, you've got Deontay Murray, uh, Dejounte Murray, who can take a primary defensive role in the in the in the backcourt and be incredible, right? But still, only six four. So is it going to be a little KCP where he's going to wind up on some threes? Uh, is he going to wind up on some other forwards because you've only really got DeAndre Hunter and he to throw out there, and otherwise your Trey and Bogdanovich and Collins, who are all on the other end of the spectrum when it comes to what they bring, they're all way more so offensive players. So again, like you said, consolidate a little bit. The bench gets a little weaker. It's not as deep, um, but still a good team. But now that's a team that I can see the Wizards competing with. Um, mm-hmm. And I can see a really fun series uh, watching uh, Capella and KP go at it, got subbing in Gafford and Okongwu. You know, you've got these guys on the wings um, going at each other. I think that would be uh, tremendous. I think we're right there. I think the Wizards are right there. And Atlanta's not going to know who they are mm-hmm. until we're well into the season. Right. Yeah, it could be a good playing series. It could be that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get it up to a four or five Wizards fans. And he's knocking us back down to the play-in. We could be a six seed. Come on. Yeah, no, it could, yeah, it could see us being a six seed, and he could maybe leapfrog to the third seed. But as you said, I think they defensively, DeJounte Murray is a really good defender. Uh, he did make all-NBA, all-defensive team a couple years ago. I think they can help. He can help hide Trey Young because Trey Young is he is a turnstile on defense. He was up he was, he was was up there with Donovan Mitchell as, as bad defenders last year. Um, and that's just not Trey's game. He's not – we know he's not out there to play defense. He's out there to just score points, manipulate the refs, get to the free throw line about ten times a game. Uh, that's his game, pick and roll with John Collins. So, yeah, the chemistry is something to think about. John Collins, how long is he going to be there? I know John Collins just played in the Drew League with Trey Young. So it shows that they're getting along um, for sure. Um, but, yeah, does that – and I, I like I like how aggressive they were. They gave it three first-round picks for N. Gallo, uh, for DeJounte Murray. So I, I like how aggressive they were. I, I did want the Wizards to be aggressive, similar to what the Hawks did. Um, but, yeah, I think they have a good team. But as you said, they they – I could see them. I don't see them being past the Bucks or the Sixers or the Miami Heat. To be honest, not right now. I got to see it. Sixers, Bucks, Miami Heat, Celtics. I have them above. I still have those teams above the Atlanta Hawks and even the Raptors. I think the Raptors, with their chemistry and and their familiarity with the length that they have, I think they oh, could yeah. definitely still be better than the Hawks or similar to the Hawks. The Bulls. You know, I, did we? I think we skipped the Bulls. I forgot how we skipped the Bulls. We I guess did. We, we did. We can we can group the Bulls in there. I actually think the Wizards can somewhat compete with the Bulls. I'll say that. I think the Bulls do have a good team. I think on paper they're better than the Wizards. I got to bring out their roster here, but yeah, this this is the last team we'll do, and then on another episode we'll we'll do like the Knicks and some other teams in there too. But the Bulls who got a D plus and they're they're all season per Brian D plus as well, right? <laughs> TV I think plus. that well, it's been to finish up on the Hawks. I think that's that's yeah. a consolidation. That's mm-hmm. another consolidation probably waiting to happen because the Hawks have kind of. It seems like they've indicated that right that they're they're going to try to find something. They're going to try to use John Collins. Um, they're not going to just flip for for uh, flexibility. Um, so I think that's another one to watch out for because they're. I mean, they've already gone three in, three picks in, and yet everything sounds like they're, they want to do more. Um, so that's a consolidation uh, target as well for someone who's once somebody gets unhappy, uh, we'll look out for the Hawks. Right. 
Um, I guess I forgot about the Bulls because I think the Wizards have an opportunity to somewhat pass the Bulls. I think they do. I think the Bulls do have a better team at the moment. I think they do have a better team on paper. Um, but, you know, Lonzo Ball, is he going to be healthy the whole season? They got Caruso, who's a good defender. DeMar DeRozan, who played out of his mind. Is DeMar going to play like that again? Is he going to have an MVP-level type season again? Uh, Desumu, who was a steal in the second round out of Illinois. Javante Green, who's a solid role player for them. Derek Jones Jr., who's at super athletic. Zach Levine, of course, they brought him back. They resigned him. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, who has been an all-star uh, throughout his career. Kobe White, who's on the trade block as well. What are they going to do with him? Pat Williams, who was out for the majority of the season last year. They brought in Goran Dragic, who's about 37, 38. Andre Drummond is a backup center. They drafted Justin Lewis. Uh, actually, actually they, un- they signed him as an undrafted rookie. Dalen Terry, they drafted in the first round, who's a really solid pickup out of Arizona. Um, and they lost Troy Brown Jr., former Wizard. They lost Tyler Cook, Matt Thomas. Tristan Thomas, they lost him as well. Um, I'm not going to make any jokes about Tristan Thompson. It's very easy to make a joke about him with the uh, Kardashians. But I'm going to stay away from that. But in a basketball sense, um, what, are your, what are your thoughts about the Bulls in their offseason? That, that their big get was re-signing their guy. Right, mm-hmm. They brought Levine back. They, they got his signature. That was the big question mark. They did it a year ago. You know, I, I trashed the DeRozan sign and trade. And then he had, he was just phenomenal and watching them. And, and if you got to see him in person, like we did seeing them uh, new year's day against the, against the wizards where, you know, Kuzma hits a huge seemingly game winning shot only for DeRozan to somehow get another shot off in the corner after a timeout. And just like, you almost felt good leaving that game because so they, they had both played so well. Uh, and, but DeRozan and Levine had seemed to have figured out the trading, you know, taking turns uh, that it seemed like that was just, they had like Billy Donovan had them in a good place where everyone was getting their shots. So I was interested to see what they were really going to do around the edges. Cause they've got Kobe white. Who's coming up on, extension eligibility uh, who's a good offensive guard uh they've got they, they brought in i think andre jumman was a nice signing if they're they want to play big and they've got Vucevic on but they're also worried about what his cost is going to be on an extension so i think not unlike some other teams we've mentioned they're counting on some internal development and that would be patrick williams the former fourth overall pick in denny avdia's draft year and then health because they went into it thinking that they were, and even last year, they were uh, lower third of the league defensively. Um, and that in part was because Caruso missed time. It was because Lonzo Ball missed time. The last time we heard Lonzo Ball's name is that he was shutting it down and, and not going to be eligible and not be available in the playoffs. He changed really what they were able to do for the short time that he was um, healthy there. And just being able to play a six, seven ish, you know, however tall Lonzo is now, um, defensive head of the snake with Levine and DeRozan somehow being able to hide them. Um, Caruso is also chasing guys around uh, in a chase in a defensive chaser role. If you throw in Patrick Williams in the front court, and you've got the pieces coming off that we mentioned, uh, Derek Jones Jr., Javante Green out of Radford. The fighting Radfords, he had you know he's blossoming there in Chicago. You mentioned Osunmu, and Dale and Terry was a, I was a, I'm a fan of Dale and Terry. I think he's gonna 
he probably is a little too passive right now. Um, he's got a little bit of a he's got a little bit of that to his game, but I think long term you had another six seven guard who can pass. Um, so I like it. I don't think there's anything revolutionary. I think Chicago's still looking for that next move, problem potentially with some of their extension eligible guys that are coming up. Um, but yeah, if they can't get Lonzo back, then there there's too much of an investment there cost wise, but also in what they were expecting him to do, that that could really hamstring them for a while. Right. Yeah, I think they made some good moves. The last offseason, that was their big offseason. Yeah. This this year, similar to the Wizards, where you're just bringing back your um, a shooting guard and Zach Levine, Bradley Bill, just like the Wizards brought back Bradley Bill. Yeah, a big question mark for them is health. Um, Lonzo is huge for them. They're going to need him, of course, to be healthy. But is DeMar DeRozan going to have a crazy season like he did before? DeMar DeRozan is a great player, but he really was playing at an MVP level in that first half of the year. That back-breaking three that you brought up, was very painful after Kuzma hit that three that looked like it was going to be a game winner. Kobe White, I just don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, Vucevic is a great player, like I said before. Goran Dra- the additions they brought in, Goran Dragic, solid backup point guard. Where is he going to fit in with Kobe White still on the roster? Desumo still on the roster. Where is he going to fit in? Drummond is a backup center. I think that's a good pickup. But I, I think they can I think they can regress a little bit too, just like you said with the Heat. They're the sixth seed right now. I think they can drop to eighth or around that playing spot. I really could see something like that happening for the Bulls as you brought up defense. They're not the best defensive team in the world. I think the Wizards have an opportunity. Out of the eight teams, I think the Hawks and the Bulls, I would look at those teams where they could possibly compete and have similar records to them or leapfrog those teams. Absolutely. It's very it's so difficult right now for us to peg mm-hmm. what what the best case scenario for the Wizards looks like. Because as we always say, we haven't seen all these guys together. But there's a version of this if they can play team defense. Because they're, I, I think we should we, think we we and fans tend to overplay like individual defenders. Um, but now, like you still need guys. You still need guys who are strong, who are at the point of attack. Um, we've seen some development in the Wizards along those regards. We've added. DeLon right so that we have more length um, coming and defense off the bench. There are there are a few more potentially two-way players um, that they've added. They've added some more defense. They've added some more three-point shooting. This makes more sense. This roster for the Wizards makes more sense than last year. It felt like they did the deal for Russell Westbrook, got all those pieces, and we're like, well, unless we can clearly flip for an upgrade, let's just see what we can – let's just see what happens. Uh, as opposed to this year, which was, okay, we got all those ingredients. We're able to flip those for some things that we like uh, and that we needed in Monty Morris and Barton. So now we now everyone has more of a role. We say that knowing that that has historically been an issue um, at times, even last year, even when it was seemed obvious to us, you and I on the outside, what some roles should be. Um, we touched on it briefly, Barton starting, Barton not starting, that kind of thing. How do you mix those lineups to make sure there's even more shooting out there? But this, there's the potential there to be, and I said it last year, and I'll say it again, and I'll probably say it every year we do this, they should be shooting for the four seed and playing, and if they can play some team defense, 
that's your that's your goal. Let's get home court uh, for a round and see what happens. Knowing that okay, we don't you don't get there. You still have the you're still trying to go for that sixth seed and not not in any lower, so that you have the time off during that play-in tournament to get ready. Because that's the other thing that is a stark reminder from that Sixer series is they just they they went through those those playing games and Russ just had nothing left. Uh, he had given so much over that finishing stretch. Um, Brad was hurt, the hamstring, right? So it's not just getting to the playoffs, but getting to the playoffs in health and healthy is the difference between who advances, whether it's Chris Middleton or whether it's Brad, right? It's you can't advance without your best being healthy. That's their goal. It's it's I think it's completely possible. Probable is a different thing, but possible, plausible. I got a lot of P's. Um, it's can they play? Can they do the can the team defense really show up? And all and that goes back to West. There's no more, no more, you know, we don't like how these guys fit together, or you know, we're figuring each other out. Like, hey, they they're they're figuring out the system. Uh, we did another roster turn at, at every deadline. We're gonna do. We're gonna turn the roster again and say, COVID and roster turn. We don't know what we have and kick the can. No, it's uh, the clock started. You know, Brad signed the right. deal. KP's contract option is coming up. Kuz's option is coming up. Rui is extension eligible. Eligible. Barton is uh, is expiring. Your the clock is started. It's on. You guys need. To, we need. They need to figure some of that out to not repeat some of the the internal griping that came with everyone shot hunting last year. Right. 100%. So, John, I want to thank you for coming on. We're definitely going to talk about this. If you have time to come on next week, we'll talk about the other teams, the Knicks, the Orlando Magic, the Pistons. You brought up some great points. I definitely want to touch on that. Um, but we're, we're if you have time, we'll talk about it next week. I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, get up to date. One of the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. John, I just want to thank you for coming on and um, tell them your Twitter handle. Twitter at jheiser3. It's like Budweiser, but with an H, jheiser3. Uh, you can get Wizards, you can get NBA, you can get the, the political overflow of the day, whatever is eating my brain there. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. And yes, we can talk about, can't wait to go into the CAA Knicks. Uh, <laughs> next time around. All right. Hey, guys, for listening, hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.